Welcome to Ashley and Suzanne as real as it gets, where real life situations become real conversations. Welcome to our first ever episode. I'm so excited because some little minion flew all the way from California and is here in my home. <laughs> I'm here. Thanks for coming all this way. I'm so excited that we can actually do this in person. Yes. It's super just amazing that you took the time and the money and the effort to come all the way over to me. Oh my God, this is so amazing. And I'm so excited. And I think we need to tell people what we're all about. What are we about? So what does it mean when we say real life situations become real conversations? I don't know. What do you think, Ashley? I think it means we're going to get into it. <laughs> it means that we're real women, real people. We have real shit going on and we're going to talk about it. Yeah, we're not going to hold anything back. We're going to share real life stories, share experiences and just share life with you guys. So we're excited to kind of jump into it and dabble and see what stories come up first and get to know y'all and let you get to know us and take you on this crazy ride of our lives with you daniel you can't get more from me (laughs) (laughs) no that was great i was waiting for you guys to keep going (laughs) so what we're gonna do by the way what we're gonna do is ask each other some questions so that you all get to know us a little better so it's kind of like a dating game but with my best friend. Obviously, we have our producer, Daniel, in the house, in case you're wondering, um, in case his, his voice gets... <laughs> what up, what up, on the ones and the twos? Case, you know, that voice just shows up in here because we need him. Because <laughs> we don't know what we're doing. And that's the fun part is this is... This is the podcast god. <laughs> god, I love that. But the thing is, we don't know what we're doing. We are trying to be entrepreneurs we're trying to figure this out we're trying to relate to moms and women everywhere and just share stories so we're excited and you might hear that come across as what the fuck's happening in the moment <laughs> we'll be excited we'll be nervous and you know yeah this is just us sharing our lives with you so hope you enjoy it trust me you guys do not know what's gonna happen no idea the show because it's no it could anything could happen <laughs> well, you know what? I might start with a question. I kind of want to hear how your travels were here because we haven't been through that yet. So I kind of want to hear how your flight was with the whole mask situation and all that. Well, it's not bad at all. Honestly, it's not bad at all. This particular travel was a little different because I was planning to travel alone, but then my family wanted to come with me. But I didn't think I was going to be packing so heavy. We literally came with one, two, three, five bags, four of us. And we normally don't travel like that. It was it was kind of a nightmare <laughs> to carry everything. Granted, granted, she's awesome. And she found some of her son's old clothes. And I have a son that is two years younger than her son. So I got a whole suitcase of hand-me-downs, which was a very nice surprise. That was the one of the extra bags that came with me, but it's okay. It was worth it. He was so cute trying everything on. I know. It was cute. It was cute. And I'm glad you brought those because I can't wait to see the California style on the South Carolina boy. <laughs> it was good. We did a red eye flight, which we try normally to do red eyes because it's easier for the kids to go to sleep and not complain about being bored. It's, it's a lot better. Tra- when you're traveling with kids, uh, the one tip I can give you is try as much as you can to travel red eye. Kids go to sleep right away as soon as they get on the plane. They're not asking for a ton of food. They're not asking for snacks. They're not asking for games. They're tired. They're sleeping. And they may get up once or twice in between. They're like, I'm thirsty. Here's your water. Go back to sleep. And it's great. And then you get back to the hotel and you kind of relax for a while. Everybody catches up for, you know, overnight sleep. It takes you like a day to kind of, you know, get yourself together. And then the next day you're off. You're good. So that's my tip. Yeah become an expert in traveling with children, which is oh, nice yeah. to hear because I'm sure a lot of people like through 2020 and everything, including myself, would not dare get on an airplane because of anxiety and the fear and everything else. Like I get inside my head so much already, just me. I can't imagine with kids. So I appreciate you doing that and coming all this way. My question, my first question for her was though, are you recording a TikTok? <laughs> on your way here 
Okay, you guys, that's really funny because I don't think about that shit. I was just packing, getting ready, was not recording any TikToks. She's like, are you documenting your trip? I'm like, no, I'm not. Was I supposed to be? So, of course, while I'm sitting on the plane, I start shooting TikToks. I'm like, hi, I'm on the plane. I'm going to South Carolina. That's what you want to see. You want to see the arrival on the airplane and the arrival when you get here and Luckily, her husband was able to whip out his phone and get like our first meet and greet. So we'll see if we can use that for some sort of documentation first meet. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just clueless when it comes to that. I live in when I'm traveling or with friends, I try to live in the moment. So the last thing on mind is to record or to make a TikTok. And I know now that it's like this big TikTok age, we're big on TikTok. So I'm supposed to do that. It just doesn't come to my mind. So, so for those that don't know, uh, you two met yeah. on TikTok, yeah. right? That's that's kind of why. That was one of my questions, on, Daniel. Is that? Oh God, you oh. took it from her. <laughs> I'm sorry. You stole her question. The podcast God rescinds his, his comment. Yeah, so we met on TikTok. Um, the way we met is through Fit Mom Less. So Susie Q, if you don't know her, we we're both mutual friends with her, and then we all connected to form the Triple Sass. <laughs> So we call ourselves. That is how we met. And we are grateful, grateful for that connection. So triple sass, we have a hashtag on TikTok. Triple sass stands for Susan, Ashley, and Susie. So that's the sass. We don't have an extra S though. It's just S-A-S sass. And then we have the podcast hashtag, which is as real as it gets podcast. And then we have our individual personal podcast for our TikTok names, which are Mama AD 2009 and Suzanne Nas. Been a great platform for us to kind of express ourselves, uh, support each other, and just honestly have fun because we send each other videos all day and we're like, is this cute? Should we do this? Do you have an idea? What about this? What do you think about the algorithm? And we just kind of talk it out, whereas people that don't have TikTok really don't get that. (laughs) Yeah, too bad for them. They're missing out. And you know what else they're missing out on? Meeting amazing people. So if you don't have a TikTok, I suggest you get one because you can find your best friend there. I did. That's how I found Daniel too. Yes. Say hi, Daniel. You find me on on TikTok, (laughs) at Bearded Writer. Daniel had a lot of faith in us. And Daniel, you can tell them, I guess, a little bit more about what you do. I'm a podcaster. I've been doing it for over 10 years, and uh, I started a podcast production and uh, development business to help others, as I say, in- unleash their voice onto the world. And uh, I was just lucky enough to meet these two ladies. I don't even remember the the, the rabbit hole that happened to get to, maybe through Jimmy. I mean, it may have been. I Jimmy think it was then, Jimmy. Yeah, through Jimmy, and then uh, so forth and so on. But uh, you guys mentioned you wanted to start a podcast around the time I was really starting my business, and it just seemed like a good fit. And um you guys have such a great personality you guys should have a podcast so uh i'm super excited just to to have a small part of it i'm grateful to have you because i um otherwise i don't think we would know what we're doing so (laughs) you'd figure it out so ashley what were you doing before you got on tiktok and before you were home with your kids did you have a job yeah so oh man thank god for tiktok (laughs) Um, so before that, I, I wasn't big into social media, honestly, like I had an Instagram account and I had a Facebook account and I would chat with my friends and family and they were both private accounts, right? Like we don't want to put stuff out there. We would just focus on gaining followers, but I would socialize through that way and share updates about my life. I have been a stay at home mom about two years. I recently moved to the home I am in now. I've probably been here. I've been here about a year and a half. Before that, I was in North Carolina. I'm currently in South Carolina. And I was in mortgage processing for two years. And then prior to that, I was in New Orleans, which Suzanne just visited this past December. Uh, So she got a little culture shock going there, which that place is full of culture. I love it so much and I miss it. But there is where I really kicked off my career after college because I graduated Got married to my husband. He ended up joining the Coast Guard. The Coast Guard is what took us to, it was um, Venice, Louisiana, where he was stationed. So I don't know. You know how Louisiana looks where there's that little thing that goes down into the bottom of the Gulf? He was all the way at the bottom. 
And so he got the word that he was going to Venice, Louisiana, and I Wikipedia it, and it said it was the end of the earth. (laughs) (laughs) I picked up the phone. I clearly remember I was assistant managing a Hickory Tavern in North Carolina, and I picked up the phone, and I called my mom and dad. I said, yo, I'm going to be living in the swamp. (laughs) I was like, swamp people was really big then, and I was like, I kid you not. Google Venice, Louisiana. It is the swamp. <laughs> like, I was going to be living in a trailer with gators in the swamp. Fortunately, where that station is, they allow you to live 60 to 90 minutes north. So we actually lived in uh, Gretna. And so we were able to live there. And then eventually we moved up to Slidell. So I managed a Hilton Garden and food and beverage operation two blocks from Bourbon. And I can tell you it was probably one of the best experiences I've ever had in my life. Wow. I would not want to do it again, though. <laughs> Why? It was just stressful. And okay. especially, I had to quit when I got pregnant because I was the sole person. I was the cook. I was the event planner. I was the boss. I was everything. Got pregnant five months in. It just got too much. It's not an easy job. And I respect anybody in customer service, hospitality, everything like I feel like if you can do that job you can do anything Mm -hmm. because you learn so much what about you though well I have been a stay-at-home mom since my daughter was born and that's been over a decade now but I did work in between a little bit um I was a stay-at-home mom because my daughter was born with some issues. And we can talk about that in another episode. That's a very long discussion. So it's been a stay-at-home mom. And then a couple years back, a few years, few years back, I started working as a preschool teacher. So I was with little toddlers and I absolutely love and adore them. They were the cutest things ever. Um, did that for a couple of years. And just before COVID, actually, I quit my job and decided to be more available for my kids because both of my children dance and have a lot of extracurricular activities outside of school and driving them around was becoming difficult for my husband to leave work early I had a driver taking my kids around and I wanted to be that mom that was doing it myself so I did quit and this was probably about three months before COVID happened So then we were all home. So it worked out great that I left my job because I still wouldn't be able to go back to my job now. My kids are still both home remote learning. It's been amazing. Um, But in the meantime, I decided I need to do something else with myself. I wanted to start working again, but something that I can do from home. So I am now currently studying to be a private investigator. Always wanted to be a detective. But that wasn't going to work because I'm only 5'1", 100 pounds. So I could never be a cop or something like that. It just wouldn't work. So private investigator is the next best thing. Detective Nas coming to get you. Totally. No, it's Ninja Nas. Oh, Ninja. I wanted to be a ninja. Oh, so you, you're, you sound like my six-year-old. He's Ninja <laughs> Nolan <laughs> at I all times. I had this image in my head of being a detective and I'm chasing bad guys and I like do that jump and that kick. And they go flying down to the floor. Yeah, five one ass is not going to happen. So, just my in my dreams, I'm a ninja. You'd be surprised, isn't the race car driver really small? Who's right? Which race or car driver? Face. She's. Yeah, but she's not trying to be a ninja. I mean, I size. So stupid saying. I'm trying to be a ninja. <laughs> but your size might be your advantage. <laughs> yes, if they're very tall and I can just run through their legs. True. True. That's when my size would come to my advantage. <laughs> okay. So are you a dog or a cat person? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Good question. Definitely a dog person because I'm allergic to cats. So I have a Shih Tzu Poodle mix. She's hyperallergenic, and she knows not to kiss me because I'm allergic to her saliva. She's super cute, by Where the way. you over here? <laughs> I have a zoo. So let's talk about the cats pooping on your floor. Oh. <gasps> You guys. Because that bugs me. Okay. If anybody else has this problem, please do email me with it. And our email is as real as it gets podcast at gmail.com. So please send it in and tell me what I care about. 21. Do. As real as it gets podcast 21 at gmail.com. Yes. 
That's why I have her here. <laughs> See, she picks up on stuff like that. So I have two cats. Um, one that is a gigantic 25 pound cat. And then I have this tiny little Siamese named Gigi. And Gigi is upset with me, I think. For the last two years, Gigi decides to poop on the floor next to her litter box. She's never had a problem prior to that. She's not sick. She's been to the vet. She's totally fine, healthy. But every time I go in, clean the litter box, throw all the poop, change it. It's nice and fresh. She'll come down. She'll look at me. She'll squat and take a nice shit right next to the litter box. <laughs> She's such a joy. I couldn't do it. I, could, I have enough. I have a hard enough time with kids at home. I don't think I could babysit cats and cat poop. Well, because you still have a kid. You have to wipe his butt. Yeah. So I don't have that anymore. <laughs> So my cat's like, oh, she must miss this. Let's shit for Speaking her. Speaking of kids, can we talk about virtual freaking learning? Virtual learning? Yes. I'm coming on for this. You can come on for this. Daniel. Bring it in. It is the worst. I have that big of a problem with it because mine are older. I have a huge <sighs> problem with it. <laughs> How old are your kids? Mine? Yes. Six and three. So I have a three-year-old I'm trying to entertain. I have a six-year-old that has the attention span of a freaking poodle. <laughs> like, let's be real. A poodle. I like. I, I like. Sit down. Do the morning meeting. Okay. Five seconds later, he's like, "Can I have a snack? Can I have a drink?" And I'm like, "Dude, you just ate breakfast. Like, what's going on? Go back in there. Pay attention." And then you know, it's morning meeting. He's supposed to read. Then it's the next Zoom meeting at nine twenty. He's supposed to write. The kid freaking hates writing. He can't. Being six and trying to like formulate something to put on a paper when you're not mm-hmm. an expert at reading and writing words is a struggle. Mm-hmm. So are, is is his zooms broken up in like different zooms? Yeah, so he has like breaks. So then he and then he goes to like a different zoom room. No, so he has a zoom at oh, seven fifty, okay. and then he's supposed to be reading. Mm-hmm. Then he joins back on at nine twenty. Then he's supposed to be writing and doing like all these gotcha, other. Okay. They have a thing called seesaw that they put all their activities in that they can submit. Yeah, that's what we yeah. use. So he does all his seesaw, and then at twelve he logs back on for math, and then he does math, and then on Tuesday and Thursday. He logs back on at one for his like one-on-one group time. But it's such a struggle to get him to sit down and then have time to myself. And then luckily the other one still naps. So it's like when he, I lay him down from a nap, that's my TikToking time. And that's my time to watch Game of Thrones or Friends or whatever the heck I want to do to have a minute of sanity <laughs> during the day. And it's just an argument or an interrupted or this or that. And it's... I do not have a teacher's heart, you guys. Suzanne over here used to be a preschool teacher, right? Yes, but when you're teaching other people's children, it's much easier. And well, it's and mom. also your your kid doesn't see you as the teacher. Right, they exactly. see us as mom. They see you as mom, mm-hmm. or they see me as dad. Sometimes mom when he doesn't realize who he's talking to. But that's you know, and that's that's the struggle. Like I have a six year old and a one year old, and luckily wow. our one year old, the daycare she goes to is an in home daycare, and the lady that runs it, it has like you know very only like has like four kids there, and she's super careful. She like disinfects every day, like super clean, and also you know with kids, it's there's least less chance yes. of them you know getting it, and so we've had no problems taking our one year old to her during the day, which has been a blessing. But like our six year old, like doesn't even know like I can ask the teacher questions. <laughs> like he comes to me or my my wife, and we're like you know you can ask the teacher this, Mm-mm. right? This is what, and he's in an, a in a uh, dual language program, Ooh. a dual immersion yeah. language immersion program. I didn't do that. So his class is pretty much the whole thing is pretty much in Spanish. There's like ten percent that's in English, so they get immersed in that language and they get used to hearing it. And so he comes to us, and we're like, we don't. We, we don't like I know very little <laughs> Spanish. My wife knows maybe 5% more than I do. And he comes and asks us and we're like, we don't know what you're working on. Yeah. We don't know what like you're in another room because if he's not in another room, he gets distracted by us. And so it's just it's it's a whole thing. Well, and we're we're counting down the days until he can go back to an actual classroom. We actually got an email that they ordered a ton of like vaccines for the teachers here mm-hmm. in our city. And so we're hoping that maybe by March or April they'll have their crap together in the schools yeah. and everything's safe where he can go at least once every other, you know, at least once a day, you know, every other day or something. I'm hoping. I don't think it's going to happen this school year. Not for us. Not I mean, I had the choice to, to put mine back in or. Don't put that in my head. 
I know. You know what though? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. And I didn't keep him. I didn't put him back in because I'm like, look, you're into this routine, and then like, what a kid gets a kid gets COVID, and then you're back home for two weeks, and like, I'd I'd rather keep it consistent and and give some sort of normalcy within chaos than have to put him in, pull him out, put him in, pull him out. I'd rather just pull him out and keep him with me. And honestly, I'm a control freak, so I want to have that control of the safety of my child is in my hands, but I, I don't know. I hope it... Biggest thing for our kid, he's just bored. Yeah, that's... He's just so But they're not meant bored. to be home all day long, do no, they? No, absolutely. And you know they're, what it is? They're meant to be around other people, other kids. Yes. And with kids, to... to you say, like, they come to me asking for questions and not to their teacher, because the teacher is not physically there with them. For mm-hmm. children, you they have to be able to see you in person to know that you're there. They can come to you, ask you questions, and you're going to be able to provide the answers. It's a person on a video. So it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's very different for them. They're distant from that teacher. Even my daughter, who's a bit older, it took her a while to be able to feel comfortable to ask her teacher questions, to go on an email or go into office hours. She's like, but I don't know her very well. I've never met her in person. So it's not easy for them. You know, we're the ones that are right there. So we should know everything because my son told me, but you said that grown-ups know everything. Bro, you don't have to remember everything I said. <laughs> I didn't say that. I was That was when he was super little and you would question everything I said. I was like, Look, I said it. It's real. Why? Because grown-ups know everything. <laughs> when he's like four and questioning everything I say, I'm like, bro, grown-ups know everything. <laughs> yeah, can you, can you... God. Oh, My six-year-old was asking me about spiders and scorpions and stuff. Like yesterday, he wanted to watch all this stuff about spiders and scorpions. He's Mommy, look, mommy, look, there's a poisonous uh, centipede and scorpion. And, uh, and he's like, did you know this? Did you know this? Did you know this? And I'm like, bro, like, I don't know everything about everything. And it's in the yes! car, in the car, driving down the dang road. He's like, where do trees come from? Like today he was having a super like intelligent conversation on the way to pick up groceries. Like, so like, why are words words? And why, like, who made up the word hot and why is it called hot? And I'm like, oh my God. Google it. That's what I say now. I'm like, listen, I didn't really know everything. And I know your teacher told you that teachers know most stuff and growing ups do too. Because apparently his teacher told him that too. And I was like, well, no, we actually don't know everything. So you have to Google it. I said, I Google things when I don't know the answer. I'm online and I'm researching. You need to do the same thing. So we sit together now and we Google stuff. And it's funny you said that about words because he asked me something very similar. I don't remember what it was, but he said, Mom, why is this called this? And why is it not called that? And I'm like, because when they made the English language, <laughs> that's the word they gave it. And we just have to use it. I explained to him, I'm like, I don't know. I guess somebody looked at a tree one day and said, hey, that looks like it could be called tree. And the other person said, all right, and then wrote a book and history was created and that's the way it's been. Like, I don't know, dude. And then we got into like spiders are called arachnoids, right? And then fear spiders is arachnophobia, but we call them spiders. We don't walk around calling them arachnoids or whatever they are. Yeah. And I'm like, the English language has been simplified so much. Like, I can't imagine. And then I tried to start explaining to him how Asian languages have pictures and drawings and that's oh like, yes and, and i was like never mind i give up <laughs> we're not even uh, gonna, that's that. gonna turn into a we're whole not other conversation yeah. that opens up a whole other can of worms like why what did this picture mean so i remember what he asked me he said mommy why is one plus one two who created the word two and i was like well one plus one is two two is double you know it's a set and they mean that not th- that's the number two so and I was like okay you know what I don't know google it <laughs> like google what you don't know because mommy the secret's out mom doesn't know everything don't you just wish you could like 
actively record those moments in life so you can look back on them and be like, remember when this innocence was here <laughs> and they, they legit are so curious about the world. Yeah. And then, then they get to the point where they think they know everything and then you're like, shit, here we are. <laughs> My iPhone likes to pop up and be like, you remember when your son was this old? Aww. And I'm like, fuck you. Memories. <laughs> the memories. That memories part. You're, now he's a, because now he's a fucking monster. Time hop. Time hop. <laughs> Time hop is is one of the worst apps I've ever downloaded because it pulls from everything and it's like, remember this, remember this, and I'm like, I don't want to. Daniel, try having this a is the child girl. that two days. Ooh, oh, I know. I'm gonna have one one day. A hormonal preteen girl. Oh <laughs> yes. my goodness. On that note, mom, dad, I'm so sorry <laughs> because I must have been hell at, <laughs> at that age. I'm so wow. sorry. I know we're so as girls we're so sorry. And I think that's so funny. Like the older you get and the more life you experience, the more especially when you have kids. Obviously, we've all learned we learn to appreciate our parents times ten. Do you guys like ask your parents where certain attributes your kids have? If like you did that, because my kid like talks nonstop, and yeah. I'd be like, and and my wife is a super introvert, so she it's definitely not from her. And I asked my mom, I was like, did I talk a lot as a kid? She's like, you wouldn't shut up. Like mm-hmm. you were just constant. Sure. So now whenever he talks all the time, my wife is like, this is on you. <laughs> I don't <laughs> have to ask fault. my parents. They tell me which attributes of mine my kids have. They're like, okay, do you see this one? She acts like this. That's totally you. You were such a bitch. And your son talks a lot. You started talking at 10 months and my God, you never shut up. So that's where your son gets it. I'm like, well, I didn't ask you. So my grandparents whipped out a report card from my dad one time and I'll never forget my oldest was like four and just talked a lot class clown like just bored because he's he's a smart kid and I think the smarter they are like your boy Suzanne they just get distracted and they get bored and they're like oh you know I don't want to do this and I'm gonna be silly and make up all these excuses but I remember the report card clearly clearly saying that my dad was having a hard time focusing (laughs) and he was being silly like all this stuff and I was like oh my god this is my son (laughs) exact same thing and even like the other day we were with them we were traveling to see my brother in Virginia and his family he's like he reminds me so much of me where I just got bored and I couldn't sit still and focus on something but my dad has been such a successful engineer and it, it I guess he learned how to channel it so I'm hoping fingers crossed I know I see my daughter now who is incredibly shy she can't even look or speak to a waiter who comes to our table at a restaurant. I said, do you want to order your food? She's like, no, 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 mommy. No, I can't. You have to do it for me. I can't talk to them. I can't. I'm scared to talk. And I get annoyed sometimes by it. But then I remember myself. I didn't speak to any strangers from the age probably of like four up until I was maybe 11 or 12. I would whisper things I wanted to say to a waiter or somebody who was serving me ice cream at you know a thrifty ice cream shop. <laughs> And I would whisper it in my mom's ear and then she would have to tell them what I wanted. I could not speak. So I see that in her. And as annoyed as I get, I'm like, okay, I have to be patient because I was the same way. So I know it'll change. She'll outgrow it. I just have to let her be who she is. Do you ever see her relying on your younger one? Like, does he speak up for her at all? She doesn't want him to because she's actually jealous that he's the opposite. When I was little, my brother didn't want to do something or was insecure I would be the one to go behind him and do he'd be like go ask that person for such and such I'd be like okay (laughs) my sister did it for me but she doesn't ask him to do it because she feels bad that he's more outgoing and it makes her feel bad she's like well I can't do it but he can you know and she doesn't like yeah no she doesn't want him to do it for her yeah that's a that's a tough age though you know 10 I forgot to tell you guys how old she was she's 10 years old and my son is eight. So you got 10, eight, six, and three between both of us. And they're having a blast together. They're loving each other. <laughs> they're like best friends. You would never know that they just met today. It's pretty we've, cool. We've been building them up, though. We, we use an app called House Party, and we literally speak every day multiple times a day. So we're in each other's lives, and we're in each other's homes virtually. So we it was just like we picked up like we never left off because we haven't because we're so exactly engaged in each other's lives and daniel jump on there sometimes we have other people from tiktok that jump on there and it's just a fun time where we can all get together and you can't be together 
in person and have a house party or whatever. So it's literally a virtual so house, house party. party. If you're listening, we're accepting sponsorships. We're if accepting. You'd like to sponsor as yes. As <laughs> TikTok, Instagram, house party. You're all welcome. It's been a lifesaver, honestly. Daniel, do you have any questions for us? Things that you don't know about us that you might want to know? Man, oh man, I'm trying to think here. There's like so many, where do I start? Where do I, I mean, let me get my list. No. <laughs> I, I, you know, you kind of answered a lot of them because I didn't know a lot about your backgrounds. You know, just kind of hearing you guys go through that, that, that answered a lot of questions that I had because I didn't know, you know, what I did. I've heard like bits and pieces through like, you know, lives and stuff like that. Yeah. And I've heard, you know, but I didn't know like the full story. So that's been really interesting. What I guess, I guess one of my questions would be, you know, what brought you to TikTok? My daughter. I was hearing about TikTok well before COVID happened. Mommy, look at this dance my cousin showed me. She didn't have TikTok, but every time we went to her cousin's house, she would learn a new dance from her. She would show me, I would say, what is TikTok? I don't know what it is. I don't want to hear about it anymore. <laughs> I don't know TikTok. So one day she came up and showed me a dance. It wasn't a dance. It was actually that genie in the bottle video where people were like going into a wine bottle or a wine glass, you know, for the Christina Aguilera song. I said, okay, let's try one. I'll make an account and we can try to do one. We did, and the rest is history. From that point on, mom was making TikToks two to three a day. Was that like March 2020? That was March or April. Yeah, around March or April. I actually downloaded it right before the whole shit hit the fan. Because <laughs> I was just curious. I think, um, honestly, the way I found it is I followed Charlie Jordan. Charlie, if you're listening, I love you. <laughs> oh, She's this cute little, like, instagram model that is now like dating one of the head tiktokers and i just thought this girl's cool she djs and she lives out in california too and i just like her vibe and she kept posting her tiktoks on her insta story and i was like what is like how is she doing this like how all the effects and everything and so then i finally saw you know how the tiktok logo pops up when you repost a video i'm like okay i'm gonna go download it and i started playing the first video I ever posted was Selena Gomez rare. You know, you don't care. I'm so rare. I've never seen that Just, one. Like voiced over the song, and I was like, "This is so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing? Like, how does this work? I didn't know how to edit or do anything of that." And then, like, the next one was just like a, a boomerang that I uploaded with no sound of me holding Connor and I was like dressed up and I was like dressed up to go nowhere, you know? And then finally I started playing with it more and started posting. And then I was like, Oh, okay. You have a for you page and a following page and you find dances and you save videos. And it's just like, Oh my God. Once it's just crazy to feel like you were that naive ever. And now we're like doing it daily. And one year later, you're at what? Nearly 75,000 followers. Yeah. What are you at? I think I'm almost 83. Yeah. I can't remember. You're climbing to 85. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So between us, I mean, dang, that's crazy. The amount of like, it's crazy to think that that many people would want to see. Why do you want to watch me? Right. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> I'm doing nothing special on TikTok. I cringe before I post every video. I'm like, ooh, this is so horrible. That's why we send them. We send them to each other, and we're like is this cringeworthy? Like, is this cute? And of course, we're always going to hype each other up and be like, yeah, girl, post it. <laughs> yeah, but I always think like, okay, as long as my amazing 10 to 15 friends like and comment on it, my little heart is content. Yeah. You know, but I know all of us post and it says post and turn off your app so that your TikTok can go through the algorithm and all bullshit by the way and i'm still on there going refresh 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 how many people watched it how many people watched it are there any likes are there any views <laughs> it's like vicious <laughs> and then 10 minutes later i'm like damn it it flopped i'm done shut the app off i'm done with this i think i'm deleting tiktok tomorrow 
and then your video hits over like 20, 30, 40, 50,000. You're like, oh, I love TikTok. <laughs> it's such an emotional roller coaster. I- it is an emotional roller coaster. I make a point, and you know this, I make a point never to check my analytics. Like, I don't check them. I don't care. I don't want to see it. I don't check yeah. them. Yeah. But I feel like that's a main part of the algorithm, right? Is checking your analytics and seeing what time to post and when to do this and how many people liked it here and which video, you know, it's it's all in it your analytics. But it, I, I feel like it doesn't matter. Like I said, TikTok is effing with us because they're like, oh, we'll let you go viral. But we're going to make you post 30 more videos before we let you feel that again. Right? What did we say Me. on our... On our other one, we were talking about the movie and how there's little people behind a desk, like watching them laughing. And being like, inside not out. this time. Yeah. TikTok is like inside out movie where there's people behind the computer and they're like, we'll give her a viral win right now. Tomorrow, flop. Sorry. <laughs> You're going to be crying in your bathroom tomorrow. Yeah. And it, it leaves you wanting more. It leaves you wanting that that feeling in it. Like you said, it sets off that serotonin. It's addicting. Daniel, are you addicted to TikTok? I, you know, I, I so I got on TikTok in February of last year. And I think, what was my first video? I don't even remember. I think my first video was, uh, it was a trend at the time where you like, you're going to do something and then it says like, no, or you turn around and you like, you walk, you decide not to do it. And then you turn back around and you decide to do it. I don't know if you remember that trend. These trends f- were there before I came on. So I didn't oh, okay. see them. I forget what the audio was. It was some audio where like you pretend like you're going to do something and then you're like, oh, no, I'm not going to do it. And you come back and you go, oh, okay, I'm going to do it. Oh, no, I'm going to. It's like a back and forth thing. Um, <laughs> I'm, I guess I'm, I was addicted to it. And then I got really – the whole COVID and everything happened and I had to start homeschooling my kid. And I got a little frustrated and had a little bit of a, a mental health thing and had to take a little break from it for about two months. Um, and then I came back on and that's obviously when I met you guys and I met, uh, Jimmy and me, Mr. Clark, fellow Derek and, uh, some really great people. And, you know, tr- I think one of the biggest things, and this is something, you know, Jimmy Museal, Jimmy underscore Museal, um, talks about a lot, which I think is really important is that sometimes you got you really need to be doing it because you love it mm-hmm. and you love making these videos because if you do it for the follows, you do it for the likes, you do it for the clout or whatever, you, you're gonna you're gonna kill yourself like not literally but it's, it's gonna be you're gonna get really upset because it does take time and i watched a video the other day with a guy who was like interviewing someone from tiktok talked about how there's actually like four tiers that they share your videos in and if it does well in that first tier it bumps up to a bigger tier and if it does well in that it does bumps again and then if it does well it bumps up to another one and so there is it is true there is kind of like people behind a desk that mm-hmm. like are the gatekeepers to virality and and if they you don't you know if you don't do it you don't do it and it, it if you do it for that it, you're gonna get upset and you're gonna come yeah but you still fall into that trap that's the problem you always say i say to myself i'm just having fun i'm doing this because i'm enjoying making videos and that but then you put the effort into that video you put your heart into it you have a great time making it and then 200 people see it and you're like, I know I'm supposed to be happy and it's supposed to be fun, but still you get sucked into the numbers of it too, no matter what you don't want to, but you do. I mean, you mentioned mental health Daniel earlier and that's like, that's been a big thing for me because I know you have a theater performing background as well as you know, I did that in high school and I love to sing and Suzanne loves to sing too. So we're all like, we love the performing aspect. Would me and her necessarily get on stage ever? Probably not. But this is this is our stage. And we love that we have that outlet to like say, hey, this is our personality. This this is how we can act it out and share it with the world. But whereas I, I don't think I could ever get on a stage in front of thousands of people and perform. So when I put my singing videos out there, I really appreciate the feedback I get. And people are like, oh, you know, you should you should go on the voice or you should, I can't, like, I don't, I don't want to do that. I'm happy here in this space, you know? So I just like that. It's been an ease in almost for me to share something that I love to do. And I've gotten such positive feedback for, but I, I would, I mean, I'm just saying I would, I would like to reach the double digits. Um, so if you're listening and you don't follow at bearded, <laughs> well, writer, that would be good for your business. Uh, 
I would I would appreciate just a little little just hit that plus button. Bearded just, writer, uh, shout out your name. If you're if you're feeling if you're feeling a little uh, loosey goosey with the plus button. Yeah, we're not all about the numbers, but if you hit the plus, <laughs> it'll be a plus. We ain't gonna complain. <laughs> we ain't gonna just, complain. Just check it out. Get these ladies to a hundred k. I'm just oh, saying. Oh my goodness, they it. you're on the way. But I will say that. The biggest thing I've gotten out of it, the most important thing, the most fulfilling thing have been my friendships. I have made the most amazing friendships. And I have to say thank you, Ashley. Thank you to Susie, to Jimmy, to... Oh, am I forgetting someone? Oh, Derek. <laughs> Tom, Tom, Tom. Tom. Like, there's so many. Daniel, Cosmo, Bonnie. Like, I can't... You can't even begin to name the friendships because it's just so unlimited even if it's not somebody that you come across every single day like you know i follow sarah fit mama and sarah jane underwood like these accounts there's certain accounts that have blown up that i'm friends with and it's like hey i know you're busy but somehow you still take the time to be my friend and it's just it's crazy to me like that's the kind of people we want to come across is the humble people that even if they take off they're still going to be the same person. And I think that's mm-hmm. kind of the group we've formed into. And I appreciate you all for that. Absolutely. I think this, is the, this is the last time I'll, I'll pop in, but uh, I, I think, I think that's the important thing is, yeah, like it's cool to get a lot of numbers and it's cool to get a lot of likes and follows. And especially if it's for a business thing, that's great. Like you want to, you know, a lot of followers equals some clients and stuff. But I think the biggest thing to focus on as you get these is find those people you love to do at find those people you love to go to mm-hmm. their lives and, and in some form communicate with hopefully one day in the U S dual live with, and you can do all these other things because focusing on the community is going to make you feel better in the long run because it, that's what it will become for you. The everything else is just bonus. Any sponsorships, any hundred K 200 K is just a bonus for it. The rest is just, the, the support and the family is really what makes it fun. I completely agree with you. And so we're going to lead into, we're going to do something kind of every now and then on our podcast where we're going to shout somebody out that we believe in and we're passionate about and it's close to us. So the first being you. So if you guys don't follow Daniel on TikTok, we would appreciate if you go follow Bearded Writer, B-E-A-R-D-E-D. R I or W, sorry, W R I T E R. Um, he's got a little yellow emoji face. He's easy to find. Big beard. <laughs> Can't miss him. I have a beard. He's bearded. bearded writer, like writing. Um, and then the other person, stay tuned. We got some exciting things happening tomorrow, which you guys will hear this obviously after because we're gonna edit probably crap ton at this point. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we are meeting up with Deli Roxon, who is going to be generously helping us out, taking some photos for our Instagram and our podcast to hype us up. And he has been such a great friend. So we're going to be meeting up with him tomorrow and definitely posting some TikTok videos. So stay tuned for that. But we just want to hype up Deli too. Um, and it's D-E-L-E Roxon, R-O-C-K-S-O-N. And now 50 questions between Suzanne and Ashley. Ba-ba-bum. But how old are you? I am 42. How old are you? No, you're not. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's just always the reaction you get. I'm 33. I'm gonna, yeah, I was um, going to say, I'm going to be every chat. No, uh, no uh, way. No, you're not. Way. Oh, my God. No, you're not. Do you drink coffee or no? Yes. How many cups a day? One. Ooh, I like two to three. Oh, God, no. Do you drink? <laughs> wine or liquor what is your preferred beverage my go-to beverage would be tequila on the rocks or a very very spicy margarita what's yours why okay jeans or leggings leggings all day leggings i hate jeans <laughs> who's your favorite superhero and why Ooh, did i stump you you did your facial I expression <laughs> i wish you could see her face i was like oh Okay, who who do you admire the most? Let's do that. My dad. Why? Because he's just a kind-hearted, amazing person who forgives everybody and doesn't hold a grudge. And he's hardworking and sweet. And he's my dad. Who do you admire the most? Same. My dad. 
same attributes. Like I think. I thought you were gonna say same. Be... Your dad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was gonna say that's freaking creepy. How do you know my dad? Uh, we can't be friends anymore. <laughs> It's a little awkward now. <laughs> I gotta make a call. <laughs> oh man! All right, so let's say you weren't a stay-at-home mom. What would be your dream job? I'm a stay-at-home mom. My dream job would be to be a uh, undercover police officer. <laughs> it's always gonna be that. It's been that since I was like five. Yeah, mine would mine would probably be to be famous, but I can't do that. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want that. As I keep telling you, I swear when I get to like. 100 or 200k on tiktok i'm deleting it she's She's not doing that by the way she's not doing that she's not deleting anything she just keeps saying that i can't handle the pressure okay beach or mountains beach beach same for you beach yep all right morning or night person are we talking about sex or just in general (laughs) oh that's two totally different questions okay (laughs) you said morning or night i went to sex morning well, I'm night. I'm night if we're talking that. If we're talking that scenario, I'm definitely night. I'm a morning person. I like- Roll me over and take me. I like to be able to prep. I need like to. I. What do you mean prep? What are you prepping? You don't have to shave your legs. You have. Oh, I lasered everything, guys. I have no hair anymore. I need to be ready. I need to feel good. I need to feel sexy. <laughs> okay. How long have you been with your husband? Total relationship from dating up until now. Twelve years. How long, Mary? 10 years in April. Okay. We've been together for 21 years total and married for 13. So maybe that's why I don't need to prep for anything. I don't really care much anymore. <laughs> I'm like 21 years later. Dude, this is what it is. But in general, but in general, I'm a morning person also. I have to be a morning person. I'm forced to be because my child wakes up at 6.30 a.m. I think I would revert back to a nighttime person. Wouldn't you say, Daniel, having small children? Like, wouldn't you revert back to nighttime if you didn't have to wake up early? I try hard to be a nighttime person because my my wife goes to bed a little early. So it's like the only time I have, like, by myself to, like, watch whatever I want. But uh, I, I have to be a morning, like you said, I have to be a morning person. And also, like, I do like the idea, like, getting up and getting to work. Like whatever that is, whether that's, you know, cooking lunch and or cooking breakfast and all that stuff or getting to work on the podcast stuff or TikTok or whatever. I do like that, like getting the day started productively. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't have anything productive in the morning. Read or watch TV. But I'm also a Suzanne type morning person too. Ooh. Everybody just stop listening. <laughs> <laughs> Brown no, chicken bound cow. Read or watch TV? TV. I'm books. I don't watch TV. Yeah, I, I can't read. I fall asleep. I get bored really easily. I'm rewatching Game of Thrones right now. Is there anything you would watch if you had the chance? I do watch like the police, you know, like detective crime shows when I do watch TV, but most of the time, no, I, I like to read. Oh my God, you would love Live PD. <laughs> Have you ever watched Live PD? I have not seen Life PD. That's a good show. No, but the funny thing it, is the is books the I read. That is not the same true crime. No, that is not the same. She's saying like book crime shows. Like I would watch like the CSI yeah, shows. Yeah. And now I watch uh, The Rookie. You know, mm. Shows like that. You know, cops. And my favorite cartoon as a child was cops. Hey, um, what's one of your weird quirks? My tick I have with my nose. I have this little sniffling tick very this thing I do with my nose yeah it's a bewitched it's a bewitched yes it's totally like bewitched it is to, I'm gonna start calling her Samantha <laughs> I wish it had the powers behind it no wouldn't that be awesome Susantha Susantha freaking A the shit we come up with I mine is I have crooked fingers my pointer fingers really you have crooked fingers you can't see listening do you see how crooked these are? Now everybody in my I see it. I everybody see it. I see in it. my TikToks is gonna be searching and staring at my freaking fingers now. What's your favorite color? Purple. Mine's black. Black. What's your favorite soul. food? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I always say that black like my soul. What's my favorite food? 
I can't pick a favorite food. Mine's anything Italian. Pasta. Uh, yeah. I mean, the go-to answer is pizza, right? Who doesn't like pizza? Mine's not pizza. Ramen? For sure. <laughs> it's like licorice. Pissing. I see what you did there. For sure. For sure. Travel by airplane or a cruise ship? <laughs> I stumped you there, didn't I? I mean, do I have to pick one? Yeah. Um. She'd like to say neither. Airplane. <laughs> I'm going to pick airplane. It's my final answer. Ding. <laughs> so Ashley is afraid of flying and she doesn't want to ever get on a cruise ship. I have no desire to go on a cruise. And I, and I can do, I can fly. If I had to go fly to California to see Suzanne, I would do it. Yes. Describe yourself in three words. In three words. Wow forgiving funny sassy sassy pants yeah mine would be trustworthy loyal kind-hearted i don't know <laughs> right everything you want to be I think, yeah i think everyone that's everything everybody wants to be right am i it necessarily i try to be i think you are all those things yeah. i think you are i trust you i think you're honest loyal yeah Okay, so that leads me into the next question. What is your, in marriage, what is the best attribute in your spouse? Like, In my spouse? Yeah. The one you're married to, because, I mean, you can't have another one right now. Or the future. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> or my next husband. <laughs> what means most to you in a marriage? I guess the, the trait. Honestly, I have to say, I know this sounds funny, and people say, your spouse shouldn't be your best friend. Yeah. But he truly is. Somebody you have fun with. And that's what keeps us going. He's my best friend. Yeah. And I know that's just a cheesy answer. I mean, mine's cheesy too. Mine's trust. But I mean, like in a marriage, obviously, you have to have that trust. There's no jealousy between us. So I think that's the thing. Like if you you set the boundaries, which me and you, we big on boundaries. I think boundaries are important with outside influences coming into your marriage as well. So... Trust is a big thing, but yeah, somebody that can make you laugh and that you have fun with. And That's the thing with us. We've had a lot of fun in the last 21 years. You know, we've experienced so much together. We grew up together. I was 21 when I met him. So we did our growing up and it's, uh, it's been a fun ride. Well, the good thing is y'all to the rest. Continue to still try to have fun. And you talked about jealousy and trust. Now, I trust him, but I am jealous. I am a jealous person. I know that he's not doing anything or wouldn't do, or I, I believe he wouldn't, but I still get jealous regardless. So it's, I don't think jealousy has so much to do with everything to do with trust. But then I expect him to be okay with it when I say, ooh, he's hot. Ooh, look at that. Like, I'm like, B -b -b well, there are other hot people in this world. And then if he says that, I'm like, well, fuck you then. Go be with her. What the hell? It's one-sided. Can't make a wife out of a hoe. <laughs> oh, there you go. Can't make a wife out of a hoe. No, see, I think in my relationship, neither one of us are really jealous. So it kind of makes for that easy, easy. To I like how you put him in his place, though. Like, I admire that. There are things I've picked up just watching you in your daily life that just even the way you interact with your children, like you speak to them like they're adults. And I appreciate that. You know, like you're like, we're going to rationalize. We're going to talk this out. Like, I'm not going to freaking yell in your face. I'm not going to, you know, like if you can't handle it, walk away and come back to me later kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I've, mm -hmm. I've picked up that parenting style almost because I, I like that parenting style. It's funny you mentioned that my dad used to watch me talking to my daughter when she was about four months, six months, or, you know, up until she started talking. He's like, God, you talk to her a lot. And you're talking to her as if there's like another adult sitting in front of you. And I said, would it make you feel better if I went, oh, my God, oh, it was a baby girl. And I'm like, that just sounds so stupid. And why am I going to do that to her? She's a person sitting in front of me. And when she starts to talk, she's going to talk this way and it's going to help her, you know, instead of using all these little, you know, baby words. That's I don't like doing that. 
I feel like they're they're little people. Treat them like people. I have a hard time. I still talk to my dog like that. I'm like, uh, do you need <laughs> Well, your dog's not talking back to you. So Understandable. You but I definitely talked. I definitely, I definitely talked to my children like that. But now it's just like I just admire the patience you have when speaking to them. I mean, I know you don't have patience all the time. Like, yes. Thank you. I just wanted to let you know that. <laughs> Daniel, were you saying something a minute ago? We're the same. I uh, we we talk. We we made a point with Nolan, and we do the same thing with Everett. Like we talk normally. We don't we don't baby talk. And my son will try to talk baby talk to Everett, and we'll tell him to not do that because though it's backfired a little bit with us because he has a very strong vocabulary, but it's like giving someone like a gun that doesn't know what a gun is for. And so he'll use words or say words that he doesn't understand the meaning behind them or the context. He doesn't understand tone. He doesn't understand inflection. Like, and you know, and how how words can affect someone. And so that's yes. something yeah. we had to really push on him. You know, I, I was going to mention earlier, but like he called me a piece of garbage one time, and so oh. yeah, literally called me a piece of garbage. And but you know, he doesn't. For him, he doesn't mean that in a way that like an adult Literally. would mean that right he he's saying it at the moment because he's mad about something he thinks i'm taking away something from him or he's blaming me for losing shows or youtube or whatever and so you know i the next day he's like i don't think you're a piece of garbage right now Aww. you know like he's Aww. like so like Aww. you know what i mean like he only when you it, take stuff away daddy yeah it's only a moment that i'm a piece of garbage <laughs> empathetic <laughs> like but it's just, but yeah. it's like, but it, but I told him it's like that. But you then explain, you know, the words like that hurt. That hurts people when you tell them yeah. stuff like that. You can't just go around calling someone a piece of garbage. Right. Absolutely. I think for me, when you she says I have a lot of patience with them, I've learned to have patience by working with other children. You know, you, you have to be patient, especially when you have twelve kids in a room with you. You can't lose it. You have to be with them. You have to get in their level. You have to talk to them. You got to be understanding. And you have to understand that the person in front of you is not an adult. Mm -hmm. And they don't really know what they're saying and doing. And the consequences, the things that they're saying. See, I think that's that, that teacher teacher heart older. and mindset you were talking Definitely about, Ashley. Teacher heart. That she has. And I, I, do I don't not. have that. I don't. At all. <laughs> At all. And I have so much more respect for people like Suzanne after this year. And I, I mean, I, I just can't imagine like all the people like me that are being thrown into the situation and really don't have that nurturing teaching vibe going on. And it's like you've kind of had to search deep within and find it. Well, that came after I had my kids. But again, we'll talk about this in a different pod, you know, different episode. But my experience with having kids was not your typical, oh my gosh, I'm pregnant. This is amazing. My pregnancy is wonderful. I had a very difficult pregnancy. I spent two months in the hospital on bed rest. My daughter was in a NICU for two months. She wasn't supposed to make it. She's a miracle. So my experience with parenthood, with having a child was very different. I had to appreciate, you know, every single moment with her because I could have lost that. So I started off in a very different situation. So who knows if it was, I, I don't know. I could have maybe not had as much patience or understanding or that appreciation that I have for being a mom because it was so hard for me. Yeah. So I, I think that's a great topic that we can discuss next time, Suzanne. So as always, we thank you guys again for joining. And if you want to hit us up at our email as real as it gets podcast 21, that is 21, the number 21, not spelled out at gmail.com. And then you can search us on Instagram at podcast as real as it gets. That is our app for Instagram again, podcast as real as it gets. And then always we appreciate if you subscribe and leave a review and share with your friends and just bring up any topics that you have that we can discuss. We're all about real life, friendship, momhood, marriage, anything we can talk about, any topics you guys want us to bring up. And you can find us at our TikTok handles. Mine is Suzanne Naz, and it's spelled S-U-Z-O-N-N-A-Z. And Ashley, yours is? Mama A-D, so M-A-M-A-A-D. And we also have our Instagrams. Mine is Suzanne underscore Naz, and Ashley's is the same, 
Mama AD 2009. Thank you. This was so much fun for our first episode. Yes, I had a blast. <laughs> Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you for listening. Come back on next week. And we're out. Ashley and Suzanne is Real As It Gets was created by Ashley Dean and Suzanne Nass and produced by Hustle Podcasting and Daniel Tuttle. I'll be right back, guys. You guys keep talking. I believe I can fly. I believe I can touch the sky. We lose control when Daniel walks away. <laughs> Our producer has left the building. And we don't Show it right. <laughs> We start singing. <laughs>